tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. And that will do it. So France has beaten the United States in the first game in Pool A. Final score, 83 to 76. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of the show on today. Not going to be talking too much. I just want to give some quick thoughts about the things that went on this past weekend. Of course, we have the Olympics going on, and Team USA is looking real funny in the light this year. I don't know if it's the pandemic or something a little bit deeper, but we'll talk about that later on. But I have to talk about one of the greatest things I've seen this past weekend. Um, I am a huge fan of power, and I've been a fan of power ever since I was a senior in high school, and it's been seven years later, a bunch of success for power. Give a hand clap for power, man. Courtney Kemp and the crew have been doing their thing. They've been doing their thing. They've been sustainable as far as with, with the ratings. They've even made history on stars. Like they've crashed the app a couple times. You have a, more, people, more people that view the early episode on Sunday mornings than who view it live on linear television. So stars has really come up off of power. Like 50 Cent and Courtney Kemp really put the whole entire stars network on their back so of course power has ended as you see with grownish and here with grownish i am a very ardent critic of tv it's not just grownish as a writer it's hard not to be but i will say this power book three raising canaan is an amazing show and i implore everyone that has hulu that has stars that has the money to get either of, the, of those amazing services I need y'all to go check out Power Book 3. It's based around the character of Kanan. So if you watched the original season of Power, the original season of the series, it's based around Kanan. So if you watched the original series of Power, Kanan was like one of the arch villains in the series. He basically taught Tommy and Ghost everything they knew. Now we're seeing the prequel of how Kanan became the smiling, violent sociopath that he is. Just Power Book 3 just came out. Raising Cannon came out just swinging. Character development. It's a whole different universe. I think that they've really captured the essence of the early 1990s to a T. Granted, I was not there. I was not born until 1996. However, from the rap videos that I've seen and from the media that I've seen, Yo MTV Raps, like, man, I feel, I feel as if they're really capturing the grittiness of New York in early 1990, man, I'm telling you. So if you have not watched Raising Canaan, I suggest you go watch it. This second episode was crazy. I'm not going to delve too much into it, but Canaan ain't even Canaan yet, but I see the reason why Canaan became what he was. If you are a fan of Power or if you haven't watched Power, I implore you to watch Raising Canaan. Amazing show. A lot of great actors. And whoever is playing the character of Jukebox, if that's really her singing, bro, somebody needs to sign her. It has 50 Cent signed her yet? This is his show. I need for 50 Cent to sign her ASAP and get her on the radio. Like, we all talking about Coyle Ray. Give the the the, the, act, the little actress that's, that, that's, that's playing jukebox, give her a record deal, and I bet she do better than Coyle Ray at this point. But nevertheless, I want to talk about the main event before we go. All right? So the Olympics started on Friday. 
You had the opening ceremony. It was done in the morning. If you didn't see it, you're not missing anything, primarily because we probably all missed it because the opening ceremony and everything thereof has been spread out behind so many paywalls. I don't know what NBC is doing. They say, man, we got the Olympics. It's like we got the Super Bowl. Let's make sure all of our brands eat. But everyone is like confused. Where do we watch the basketball games? Where do we watch the three on three games? Where do we watch track and, you know, Simone Biles like, I don't know. We're all just confused. We're just along for the ride and we just go where the wind takes us to whatever streaming service we can get our hands on. Nevertheless, I got a chance to check out some of the Olympics with my family. First and foremost, let's look at, you know, the, the, the medal counts right now as I do this recording as it's just started. China's in the lead with 11 medals. They have six gold medals already. They have one silver medal, four bronze medals, followed by Japan. Five gold medals, one silver medal, no bronze medals. They have six total medals. The United States has four gold medals, two silver medals, and four bronze medals. They're second in total medal count behind China. But at the same time, what I've been seeing from Team USA in all the sports has been pretty dismal. Basketball especially. Here's what I think is going on as far as with the Olympics, why Team USA is not doing what they need to do. I think that they're cursed. And hear me out. I think that it's a Shakari curse. Every year at the Olympics, Team USA dominates on nearly every front. But this year, you're seeing a little bit more faltering, like, you know, a little bit more players and the different athletes that are off kilter. However, I just think that, man, God and everything out there, the forces of nature, how y'all did Shakari over weed when she was trying to cope with the passing of her mother. You're going to let the other athletes admit that they consume marijuana and then say, well, they weren't consuming it around the time of the Olympics. And when they were tested, they probably tested negative. But you make them the face of marijuana consumption in athletes. But Shakari, as she attempted to cope and did not attempt to have a competitive advantage in her marijuana consumption, she's barred from the Olympics. And she probably would have taken home. She would have made a name for herself. We're still pulling for Shakari, but I really think there might be a Shakari curse that's going on right now with Team USA that they got to make right, or it's a lot that's not going to be right. How Team USA is currently looking, the basketball team, I really think that Team USA is going to get beat this year. The exhibitions were terrible. They lost two exhibition games. And I'm just sitting back like, man, like you have Draymond Green, you have Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard. Now you have Devin Booker, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. You know, you have Jason Tatum on the team. You have amazing individual NBA players. And you you would think that, you know, they played, they played in the AAU circuit. They played the all-star games together. They can't figure out how to put their collective talents together to beat teams with NBA role players that are killing them. Like I woke up Sunday morning and I watched the basketball game. It came on in the United States at eight o'clock AM team USA was playing. All right. Damian Lillard was hitting three pointers. Kevin Durant seemed as he was getting, he was heating up and getting in form and really ready to emerge as the best player on this team and carry the team to the championship the same way Kobe and LeBron have done in years past, in 2008 and 2012. 2016 was their emergence as they form, as he formed the super team with the Warriors. 
You had literally four future Warrior players on that team. You had Draymond. You had Klay Thompson. You had Kevin Durant that had just joined. Then on top of that, you had DeMarcus Cousins. And I'm looking just at the point total. I'm looking at just the overall layout of the game. And I need for someone to tell Team USA that individually, you all are amazing. But this is not LA Fitness. This is not the gymnasium at an HBCU. This is not PE class in middle or high school. This is an international FIBA game where team play matters. Physical play happens in FIBA basketball. You have these skilled international players that are coming into American basketball and taking over. So, of course, you have a lot of these non-American-born international players that are picking up the skills and they're succeeding in FIBA play because they're playing as a team. And you got Kevin Oran and Damian Lillard and Devin Booker. Like, I'm tr- I was trying to figure out why they don't stop passing the ball. And the thing about it is, don't be fooled by the continuous passing of the ball. That's a sign of like, man, listen, I'm just going to pass you the ball. You shoot. No, I'm going to pass you the ball. Like, where are the set plays? Like, why isn't it someone that in that fourth quarter, Kevin Durant decides, listen, I'm putting this team on my back and I'm going to take over. Why does Damian Lillard always hoist up these long three-pointers that might be regular three-pointers in the normal NBA, but why don't they rein it in and pass the ball around and actually cut to the basket and run actual plays? Why did Drew Holiday, who had an amazing game, he had 18 points, he came off the bench and had the most points out of everyone else on Team USA. And then, mind you, I think he just got there. The Bucks just won the championship, and I think he just touched down in Tokyo last night. He had an all-around pretty great game for Team USA, and in the fourth quarter, he was trying to bring Team USA back as they lost the lead. But, alas, it didn't work because he had an opportunity to tie the game. A player was on the floor injured, so instead of driving around him and hitting a layup or at least a teardrop or a closer shot, he elects to play hero ball and shoot the three-pointer and then play still on the ground, and then they get the rebound. They then pass it, I believe, to Damian Little to Kevin Durant. They shoot it. They miss. The game is essentially over after that. And I'm like, bro, why are y'all playing hero ball? Pay, take good shots. You have a player that is on the ground injured. Clearly, they're not going to intentionally foul you because they're not trying to run up their foul count. Like, dude, make the make the best decision to win the game. Team USA had me upset on the Lord's Day, man. I, I, I was upset. I was flabbergasted as a basketball fan and someone that is a fan of Team USA's continued dominance in the Olympics. And in 2021, what I'm seeing right now is I'm seeing a bunch of individual players that don't know how to play as a team, and I see a lot of very underwhelming play from Jason Tatum. Is he okay? Can someone please check on Jason Tatum, who just put up 50 points, I think, twice this season. I'm trying to figure out where this le- where his level of dominance has gone at this point. Because looking at it, I'm the basketball guy. Like, looking at it, I think we need to look at the other sports to see if they can bring it home. Can Simone Bowles bring home a gold medal for us? What about the three-on-three basketball team? Like, what about the archery? Because I-, I was watching archery. That was actually very cool. 
What about the archery team? Maybe the soccer team can put something together. Maybe the women's basketball team can win a gold medal because these NBA players can't can't get it together. You would think losing to Nigeria and, and people are saying that's the biggest upset in Olympics history and it's just an exhibition. You would think they would learn by losing two straight games. You would think they would have learned their lesson, but then they go to the qualifying tournament and then lose. They're going to end up playing Spain or something. That, that, that first round, probably. They're going to end up playing a really good team. They're going to end up playing Luka, and Luka's going to go crazy on them because Luka is not there to play. Luka told y'all that, listen, winning an Olympics for Slovenia is more important to him than winning the championship. Don't let one don't let one man have all that power shot to Kanye West and the album release party. Don't let one man have all that power. I'm looking at Team USA. Y'all better step it up, man, because we didn't come to lose. I need y'all to get it together. And one last thing before I go, uh, Kanye West is supposed to be dropping Donda really soon. I know that he had a listening party in Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, in Atlanta on Thursday. And I believe that it was really dope. I mean, I've heard some of the songs from, you know, the album. I, I heard, you know, what was played because uh, they live streamed it on Apple Music. They actually premiered uh, the live stream during the NBA Finals Game 6 with Sha'Carri Richardson. So shout out to Sha'Carri Sha- Sha- for getting her NIL check, name, image, likeness check. Kanye, I don't know what to say about Kanye. I think that Kanye could be crazy. I think that we have to look at it and understand that he lost his mother back in 2007. I think we have to look back at that. We have to look back at things haven't been the same for Kanye since then. And he told y'all during the Breakfast Club interview, he said it in his music. And, you know, I think that Kanye has been on this perpetual journey since the mid-2000s, around the time he lost his mother, of finding himself. But Kanye, for better or worse, outside of a couple of flops, he's consistently made great music. And I think Kanye is trapped in this paradox of not wanting to be the same, not wanting to do the same thing, not wanting to be put in a box. Because Kanye has always pushed the conventions of artistry, of culture, with his brand and his music. But I just think he's becoming a bit of a caricature of himself. But I think that with the divorce of Kim Kardashian, I've heard the names that are on the Donda album to come. I'm very interested to hear what Kanye does on this album. I think that especially with dedicating, you know, the album name to his mom, you know, I really can't wait to see what he does because the, the tracks I've heard sound really good. And Kanye is certifiably a legend. And I think a lot of what he does is just the level of artistry. He's he's trying to get reactions from people. He's trying to do different things. So I think that that's why you saw, you saw him at the Atlanta United game on Saturday, walking around in a big old puffy coat and a stocking on his head. Like he's, like he's about to rob a, a liquor store. But Kanye's just doing that because he's not trying to be put in the box. He's trying to, to stand out. And he's trying to garner attention. I just hope with everything that's going on that the music he gives us is priceless. He doesn't have to be the old Kanye, but Kanye, your your name at this point is synonymous with craziness, but also good music and good beats. So I need you to alleviate the craziness and give us good beats and good music on this album, and then we'll be good. 
But that's it for me. Those are my quick thoughts on everything that's going on. That is it for me. Make sure to follow me at Arthur Randall B on all social media platforms. And also make sure to follow Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, and follow Pulse Radio on YouTube. But that is it for me. I will see you on the other side. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture.